because they're brothers. You think they would have like the same uh-huh. meow, and then you know, Morris is like meow, and then Tito's like. Gearbuds Podcast, episode 152. This is the show that we do. I'm Henry. That's Dave. Hey. This is this is it. Here we go. Symphony of Corrections. Let's dive in. Here's your weekly reminder that cables are tone tubes. Thank you for listening to this. It is our pleasure to bring this to you folks every week. Follow us on the stuff, subscribe on the stuff, email us at the stuff gearbudspodcast at gmail.com. Because sometimes we shout out people who do that. Uh, let's get into the symphony. We actually have, I would say, some. I don't know if they're quite corrections, but I would say updates to things that okay. we talk about on, on the rig around here. Uh, we were t- we've been talking about Ukraine, of course, a lot. We mentioned uh, last week, I believe, that Analog Man pedal that he had put up for auction. Yeah. Turns out $9,000 raised with that pedal. Oh, my God. That's yeah. fantastic. Which is amazing. And it went towards medical supplies being sent That's so great. to Ukraine. So whoever bought that, you fucking rock. Yeah, dude. That's awesome. Uh, and I Make a video really want that freaking pedal still. The King of Tone is just such an, an amazing pedal. Uh, but we also missed, we were talking about signature guitars. We missed uh, mentioning, regrettably, and you mentioned this actually to me, the Kirk Douglas. Yes. Captain Kirk signature, which freaking rules. Yeah, the Roots guitar player. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. And that uh, we were, we were incorrect. Uh, Brittany Howard from uh, Alabama Shakes. Does not have a signature. Does not. No I'm just sig. used to seeing her with that. With it's, that, it's the teal. I would say it's iconic with her at so this it, point, right? And hers is a real 71, I believe. Is that was, what it was? Yeah. So shout out to people who actually play vintage on stage. I love that shit. Oh, I mean. I just love it. Don't get me started, bud. <laughs> Sheesh. Sheesh. Here we go. Oh, man. This is just as totally apropos of nothing, but I was watching something about dinosaurs on the on uh, you know maybe the YouTubes, and you know that famous scene, maybe you know this already, but I, I found this ult- just really fascinating. You know the really famous scene in Jurassic Park with the, the, or the feel the T-Rex from far away and you see the water glass shaking yep. with the... Of course. <laughs> Iconic. Do you know how they achieved that? Subwoofers? They built a little contraption where they attached a guitar string to the a bottom of a cup and then plucked a guitar string from underneath. Really? And like pulling the guitar string was just what dung. gave it that, the the, the plonk. No shit. Time. Yeah. It was just a guitar string. Just a guitar string. Probably nailed, nailed to some, or glued or somehow. You yeah, know, that's fixed. where it's like sitting in the cup holder, right? Yep. Are they in the truck? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I thought that was pot. A little movie magic. You know? yeah, a little movie oh, magic. I mean, sometimes people don't like knowing how the sausage gets made, but. Uh, well, that movie's been out for. Yeah, spoiler years. alert, <laughs> Jurassic Park came <laughs> came out when I was, I think, 10 or something yeah. like that. Uh, here we go. Oh, you know what? I've got two things that I learned this week, and I don't want to get into them too deeply, but okay. I did want to mention them here in the Symphony of Corrections where we often shat upon, a shite upon NFTs. <laughs> uh, I, this week, you might have seen this, Mark Zuckerberg confirmed that NFTs are coming to Instagram. As if my feed isn't flooded with enough garbage already. <laughs> you get to see some of the worst art you're ever going to see. Uh, okay, that's fact one. Okay. Fact two. Uh, very recently, might have been this week. Again, uh, doesn't really matter. But uh, someone uh, with a uh, a piece of uh, NFT art of a it was like essentially a clip art rock. Literally, it just looks like a rock, like a shitty rock. That was valued at a million dollars. That was like what people had agreed that this thing was worth okay. at the time. Accidentally sold 
for less than one penny. I saw that headline. <laughs> that's so funny. Whoopsies. That's it. That's the update. I just wanted to. I just wanted to put those two facts out into the show. Right well, now. it is funny. You know, that's not far from in reality what happened with Tom Brady in the uh, in the in the game ball, right? Oh, the five hundred thousand dollar final touchdown, right? So yeah. the guy who bought that is like, oops. I, you know, man, it's I've got to say, Tom Brady, if you're listening to this, buy that ball back from yeah, that dude. Yeah, do the Come right on. thing, man. Do the right thing. At least do something. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's, like, that's like something. a big house. That's a that's a lot of money. I know. I know. <sighs> do the right okay. thing, um, Oh, um, dude, I just also I also want to shit upon. This is this is kind of NFT. Yeah, this is crypto, so I'm also going to shit on this. Yep. Uh, we Do you remember when we talked about, I want to say it was in, Perhaps September of 2021, this past year, we talked about a company called Rally that was partnering with Gibson to sell guitar stocks. Do you remember that? But you didn't actually ever own a guitar. But you don't ever actually own a guitar. Or, or the physical guitar, right. I guess you should say. You own a, a share. The idea of the A guitar. digital share of this. We shit pretty hard on that. We did. Okay, so check it out. Uh, turns out we were right, bud, because uh, <laughs> those stocks... it. it it as you might have guessed, people bought in. People actually invested money in this, yeah. and those stocks ha- are currently being sold at a significant loss. Wow! Should yeah. we buy the dip? No, <laughs> no you no. can't. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. Honestly, that's I, I know. was joking, but yeah, that's so. Uh, these guitars, man. I watched. There's this guy. I'll be honest. He's kind of a smarmy uh, YouTube guy, but he he like follows gear and stuff on the internet i can't remember what his name is he's this this long-haired foreign fellow but uh i watched a video of his and then i actually wound up doing some more reading about it as well but he he, he kind of went through and showed all basically these guitars that got fully funded there was one example of a slash signature double neck okay you know eds 1275 cool. that had the value of the guitar via the stock price so you know people as many people buy the price and right. then buy it at a certain price and then the price goes up and then it keeps going up and up and up and up and then so the that guitar the idea of that guitar in which people were buying the stock was worth ninety five thousand dollars okay right now the current value is actually cheaper than buying the guitar for real you can buy it's more expensive, oh. like you know what I mean. So, like before, say the say actually buying one is like sixteen thousand right. dollars or something. Now it's actually the value it's of this digital one is actually lower than, yeah. the, than the real one. Okay, I so, guess maybe that could make yeah. you feel good in some sort of way. Well, <laughs> like I couldn't get a real one anyways. Rally, so. the company, is the only entity making any money in any of this, man. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I just, I, I just didn't like it from the start. That's stinky. So, uh, man, as much as I, I, you know, I love Gibson just so, so yeah. deeply, but it, 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 that, that pains me. And They're also, from the I, hip, take, man. I, I take some, I take a little bit of perverse pride in knowing that the stupid idea is failing. Me too. That's a symphony, friends, and that means it. that I get to say my two fair words. That I get to say, every single wike. Hi, Dave's dogs. Dude, what? What do you got? I man, I don't I don't know where to start with this one. Mm, how about you start at the end and make your way back to the beginning? That would fuck it up for everybody, I think. <laughs> uh I watched the three part Kanye series. Okay. I watched parts one and two. Okay. That's that I'm glad because um dude, I so I don't even know where to go with this. Uh, it was give fun- me your first. What do you, do you like? Did you like it? I liked it okay. a lot. Yes. I actually I really liked parts one and two. Okay. Part three, 
I, I get why it was there. You can spoil things for me. I don't mind. But I'm they, still going to watch it. They crammed in the entirety of the the thing. It's three 90-minute parts for people who don't know. Right. And the third part was literally from... What, when, is it, what was it called? Oh, Genius. Genius. J-E-E-N-Y-U-H-S. Um, Kanye West documentary on, on Netflix. Netflix, yeah. Uh, 2022. Just came out like a few weeks ago. Um Overall, I really fucking liked it. Part three, I'll get to part three. Yeah. Part one was I fucking loved the whole story behind it. I I do love Kanye. I I really like Cause Dropout, especially those first three records. Maybe the first four records. Yeah, I think I agree. It always and heartbreaks. I actually really like too. It's um, college dropout to me like is one of it's got to go in like the Rolling Stone top. You know, fucking oh yeah. uh, Hip hop albums of all, or even just albums. Period. Yeah, actually, yeah. And then you start to see how it was made you start to see him demoing the songs in his little home studio with the with that like 24 channel mackie board i brought and... i i made a note of that i was like there's no computer yep. there's no fucking they had and monitors he was, in the well, he was real good at the mpc so yep. he was doing all, he was doing a lot of stuff with the sampler did you notice the microphone to... he had a fat fucking microphone it I looked like a neumann no, honestly i'm not sure it looked like a neumann but like bigger than a 47 mm-hmm. like really big fucking like it like interesting like not, i don't think i noticed it no um it was a cool mic i don't know what it was i'm not really good at identifying that i'm sure i could look it up fucking awesome to see how the story of how he was kind of always in the scene as a producer mm-hmm. making beats for people he was respected as a producer he was selling you know beats i like the idea that like dmx wanted to buy a beat but he didn't want to pay for it he's like no just give it to me man like, <laughs> and he's like and and what I really liked about the movie is it's narrated by, and it's not even narrated, but it's all filmed it's, by his buddy yeah. Cootie. We do. We got to talk about Cootie. Cootie's awesome, dude. Well, it's, it's we've talked about this time and time yeah. and time again. When people who have that level of genius have someone that's just like gonna follow him around with a camera, right. and then and, and Kanye knew what he was doing too because he even if Cootie wasn't gonna do it. Because Cootie was already making the TV, like he was already he making that show. Channel Zero show. Channel so Zero, like he, already, right. he already knew how to do all that sort of stuff. He was already doing that. Mm-hmm. But then linking up with Kanye, and Kanye was like, "Yeah, you should." Like he knew that there should be someone following him around. And it, well, that's the thing. Cootie seemed like he was like, "If I, I have to quit everything and follow Kanye." Right? Yeah, he, like he, he moved knew out east and he moved to New know. York with it. Like or right after he moved there, got to got um, dude. We got to say. Shout out Southside Chicago, man! Yeah. Like I, it's all I feel a lot of pride watching that sort yeah. of stuff. Even though, like, yeah, I don't know fucking Kanye. The the streets and stuff that he was talking about very close to where I grew up. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's all yeah, exactly. Um, total Southside guy. Fucking, I just I loved the idea that it was some it, parts were narrated to kind of move it along, but it wasn't a narrated documentary whatsoever. It was literally just actual footage of what was going on at the time so mm-hmm. it wasn't fucked with nope it wasn't edited really it was like everything just kind of it was just clips of what was going on through this camcorder mm-hmm. that he had at the time and um that to me is such a cool fucking idea for a documentary where like sometimes Cudi will be like and then we went back to chicago like all right he explains that mm-hmm. but like other than that there wasn't like a lot of like i'm telling you how to feel about this kind of thing there weren't interviews with people you know it was all just straight up what was happening at the time yeah um and what, it's in the rise and his rise wasn't i wouldn't call it meteoric it was this build it wasn't like yes. all of a sudden kanye was just like this like superstar no, he was like he wasn't an overnight around for a while and doing stuff and like getting de- deals but not getting the record Dude, put out he signed and, with Rockefeller, and the only reason they really signed him was to keep him around making beats for everybody beats, else that's exactly right. um and he knew that and he was kind of pissed about that because he's like dude i'm a rapper and they're like oh whatever dude you're producing that moment when he's i don't know don't which bring it up yet because i don't oh, okay there, with, with with pharrell with, 
No, oh no! Well, I was gonna say with Jay Z. Oh yeah, when he's just like when he's just like he sort of speaks up, and then all of a sudden he's got a full verse, and he, and right, Jay, and he's like, oh man, and, and he know. does. But did you notice that like that verse wasn't him at all? Like it wasn't. He does this verse on Jay Z's record, uh-huh. and it it just he was like kind of like was that good? And Jay Z's like, you know, try to enunciate these parts yeah, more, yeah. and like you know, it he was doing it for Jay Z to uh, get his foot right, in the door, right, right, yeah. but it wasn't his voice. Wasn't it Kanye, wasn't Kanye's yeah. sound. And that's but when was he cool. was just but when he was just doing it in the room though yeah. that was fucking sick. That was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. Um, Jay Z gave him the chance, but I think it also you know obviously the guy had a lot of other shit going on. But like at the end of the day, they kept him around to be a producer. I think they thought he would work for cheap and just kind of get these guys beats because yeah. every rapper there needed him to make them beats for their songs. I did not know that he did uh, H to the Izzo. H to the Izzo. I yeah. didn't know he fucking did that song. Um, anyways, my favorite scene. So then he goes, he goes to LA to work on beats for another rapper that's in Rockefeller. He's still not getting like any promotion mm-hmm. from them. Um, he's not getting his advance for the record and all this stuff. He goes there and he gets in a car accident and I didn't know much about through this. the wire. I did. I did actually know about this part. So for people who don't know, he got in this crazy car accident and he had to have his jaw wired shut for like six weeks. And he's living in this hotel room. Dude, that shit looked hardcore when they showed him. Yeah. Like, when he took it out and it was like, yeah. man, that was like, it was like a contraption in yeah. there. And then he's like, he's telling the, the dentist, like, dude, I got, you know, I, I'm a, just of all the things that could happen to you in a car accident, you he fucking breaks his jaw in three places. Like, <laughs> like for a rapper. Bad. For yeah. a rapper. I mean, he could have broken his arm, could have broken his fucking ribs. It was his fucking face. Mm-hmm. So that was fucked up. Um, I do also have something weird to say about that as well, which I'll kind of get into later. Um, just about, I wonder if he had head trauma from that. Because, you know, there is a fucking timeline of people that who got famous, comedians especially, who have had head trauma, who ended up, you know, doing really amazing things, but then later on kind of like went in mm. a downward direction. Yeah. Um, I don't I'm not saying that's what contributed to like his you know current status, current status. Yeah. But um, anyways, my favorite fucking part. So he goes You're, to I know what you're, yeah, it's, yeah, it's he goes to Pharrell's crazy. studio or he goes to a studio. To, so basically he's going around L.A. Now he decides to stay in L.A. He's funding it himself. It mm-hmm. sounds like he's not you know, the they didn't give him the advance to finish this record. They probably gave him a little money up front. And he was just basically calling favors. He was like, yeah. hey, can I come in like after Dude, the Jamie Foxx part? The, I mean, oh my God, that part, I, dude, that was that was fucking crazy. I got to chills watch that. in two parts, and that was one when Jamie, because if you've listened to that song, Slow Jam, Slow Jam, yeah. he's fucked. Jamie Fox is all over that track, and it's like that was honestly for, it, until very recently, I did not know that that was Jamie. Oh, Fox really? Yeah, song, dude. Yeah. yeah, that's one of my favorites. And then so he's on that, um, you know, the oh 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 oh, you know, just fucking singing all great. Yeah. So then he's there, and then they go, and that was at Jamie's house, I guess. That yeah, was his that home was his studio. studio, which yeah. was fucking insane. Like, I know, nicer than most studios anyone's ever been in is just like in Jamie Foxx's yeah, house. in like his basement or yeah. something. So then he goes to another one, and they're working on another song, and he starts. Uh, he goes and he, he Pharrell's down the hall, and he goes into Pharrell's, you know, and they they knew each other from back in the day, just from doing beats and this and that. Pharrell didn't know he was a rapper, mm-hmm. and. Uh, he goes in and he's showing him. Um, and Pharrell's already big at this time. I know he's got NERD, but he, I mean he's not like Pharrell today. But he's still he's still Pharrell, you know? Right, right, exactly. And he shows him. Um, and this is on part two, actually. Yeah, it was episode two. Yeah, so he shows him uh, through the wire, and Pharrell, you see him kind of being like, "Oh, this is cool." And then he starts. You realize that he's rapping about his mouth sewn sh- or being wired shut which it was at the time that he while recorded his mouth that song. is wired shut and then i never really listened to the lyrics like that like he's talking about you know a drink protein shake for breakfast yeah. and that shit like oh this is like about him being laid exactly. up with his fucking jaw wired shut mm-hmm. and then he comes to the hook and then it's you know through the wire and 
Pharrell just goes through the wire and he fucking <laughs> walks out of the room. He walks down the hall. The camera follows him. He turns around and he comes back and he just goes this look like, yeah. who the fuck is this guy? I uh-huh. mean, and that was right when I noticed. I was like, I get Dude, like, and after the song was done, after it was done, he's like, you're you're a rapper. He's like, you're going you're yeah. going to be a huge superstar. And that's the cool he's thing like, about I, it. Was, he's like, I, I rep this guy, man. He's like, yeah, I, he's this I man is a rapper. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Ludacris said the same thing too, yeah. man. And it was, it was cool just to see that People who think like Kanye is, I mean, obviously he's got some other issues nowadays, but like people who think that he didn't work for where he got or he didn't believe in himself. Oh, that's insane. It's insane, dude. And, yeah. his, and the whole thing with his mom believing him the whole time really got choked me up. Donna, because, yeah, like, she was awesome. Dude, she was amazing. And she was she was so connected to his art and she knew she knew the lyrics to all of his raps. Like, yeah. I mean, she knew fucking so much about what he was doing and she was so focused in on his career and stuff and i just i love that i kind of like that i'm only through episode two because it it's obvious to me that now there's gonna be this like falling out and, and then kanye becomes modern kanye who's you know the douchey fucking yeah in, in fact it's so it's i feel so strange being so positive about this guy that now i think is just like kind of a piece of shit at this point in the, so, in the way that he conducts his, his life and his personal business i i can't fi- well okay so i'll just i'll close this episode two by just saying um that fucking album got nominated for 10 fucking Grammys and it won four. It went four times platinum and it debuted at number two on the top 200. That's, yeah. I mean, that's unfucking wow. heard of dude, especially for like this, this style of rap that wasn't popular at the mm-hmm. time. I mean, he had this, he called it like backpack rap or whatever, right, where it was yeah. just kind of nerd rap and he's singing about emotions and he's singing about, you know, just like what's going on in his life. Like it wasn't, he wasn't trying to be gangster. He wasn't trying mm-hmm. to be street. And I actually really respected that it was genuine, man. It was like as genuine as it can be. Whether you watch uh, a rock star sing about this stuff or any other form of music, you know, it's like what I love doing is watching people excel and being creative and original. And he was he's a hundred percent original. That's exactly what this documentary um, is. But then now we get to episode three. So now we get to episode three, yet. which I could say, I could say you could take it or leave it. Um, I look, I there, we have a real problem with uh, bipolar disorder and a lot of other mental disorders mm-hmm. in this country and, and around the world, and we we have strange ways of of, of I don't want to say making fun of it, but you know, taking light in it. Yeah. Maybe something, not realizing for some reason it's okay to still make fun of some, yeah. some things like that, but then yeah, not I, others. So I don't want to go ahead and fully say like, you know, fuck Kanye or he's an asshole. Well, or he's oh, like, I think he's an asshole, but he also clearly has mental disorders. Yeah. Dude. I mean, he raps about, you don't want to see me off my Lexapro. Like, I mean, yeah. he talks oh, yeah. about like, the oh, shit definitely. That, you know, that he's but it's like, taking. and I think that plus the grind of like him, you know, touring nonstop, like, did his mom die in, in the second episode? I think it was the third episode. No, yeah, it's not yet. So yeah. that fucked him up, of yeah. course. Um, that plus the fame, um, plus just like all of the, he grinded. I mean, he was touring nonstop. His mom passes away, and he's still on the road. He's in like he's in like Brussels. Damn. Like, and he didn't like. I don't know. He probably went to a funeral or something, but he didn't like stop his tour. Mm-hmm. Like he's just like powering through, powering through. So he never really dealt with this. And I think that that combined with the bipolar, combined with just his work ethic and everything else. It fucking he blew it. And I don't think I don't think you can I don't think anybody can physically go that hard for that long and not pop a gasket. No, absolutely not. So he definitely popped a gasket. Um, obviously, they just get into some of the crazy shit he said and, yeah. you know, some of the things he believes in and stuff. But I, I, I just have to I, I only have to focus on episodes one and two because I feel like it's I'm glad they put that in in the documentary and I'm glad they didn't stretch that out over because they went from like 2011, like where episode two ends. Because well, him and Cootie have a falling out, right? And he, falling like, out, and then he doesn't talk to him for like fourteen years or oh, something crazy yeah. like that. So, or seven years yeah. or something. So, and then he kind of sees him again, and he, he kind of is like a dick to him. He stopped big. He starts big timing him basically. Yeah. Um, 
but all that they they kind of concentrated into this one episode which i first i was like oh this is kind of dumb they're just fast forwarding through this his whole life but then i was like there were scenes man there's scenes where he's he's just like he's just ranting you know, just saying wild shit, yeah. especially recently. Like, like I think they were like 2019, 2020, especially like with the COVID stuff. He went to like uh, Dominican Republic and he's talking to these two investors. I imagine they're like for his fashion company or something. And he is just for like you see the sunset. Oh they kind God. of fast forward it and he is just nothing makes sense. He's never putting two ideas together. And you're like, wow, this guy, he's got lot going on um so that was yeah. it was hard to watch but, i mean though. i agree though in terms of even the pacing so far of the two i've seen granted this man is still alive and like in his 40s it's yeah like, so it's like i mean but in this we're talking about a, th- a three-part documentary series about his life yeah but it's still di- like sometimes these things feel really long to me and yeah. it, and and i think that the pacing's been just fine so far it, yeah it could, it could be it could they could have fattened it up and made it a lot longer and gotten more views out of it truth be told man i put it on um because i i love kanye and i love the music but i didn't want to know too much about him i, I don't know why i just kind of was like maybe i was looking at more modern kanye than yeah, kind of the, right. the come up if you like the the fucking like you know the underdog story and the come up this is the first two parts are absolutely 100 percent that mm-hmm. um yeah and then so i mean it was fucking it was great i watched it it did not feel like three plus hours went by four, five hours it's three 90 minute episodes four and a half hours yeah so i watched all of it in one night and it was fucking badass um didn't get tired even i kind of was like i, I went to bed like still thinking about yeah, it you're i know it's i mean it's gonna be kind of a bummer but you're also now getting me stoked to like finally actually finish it and watch you gotta it. watch so it yeah, yeah i mean i would say just just to do it justice watch yeah. it but you're watching it and as soon as you realize that he's definitely got this bipolar thing he's got like all these other problems going on you you actually kind of start to feel bad for him because you're like of dude course, he doesn't yeah. even know what he's like saying right now like you know so it's but got somehow a lot of has muscled his way into being a billionaire too. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I actually, and I will, I will say this: I didn't care about like the Kim thing and the fashion thing and everything. They don't really get into that that much mm-hmm. in the in the third part, which I can appreciate. Yeah. Obviously, they say, "Oh, he married Kim Kardashian," right. and "Oh, he had a child," and this, but like, it didn't get like super in depth. Like, "Oh, he's on the Kardashians again," and like all this stuff. Like, okay. That's so good. I actually appreciated they kind of skipped the surface mm-hmm. to keep it moving. Uh, it didn't get too in depth with that. So I thought it was fucking well done, man. Shout out to Cootie for putting that all Cootie. together. I mean, his so boy. it was kind. So is, did Kanye authorize this? Like, so how does that work? You know what's funny? The only thing I saw about it was on the credits. It just says music by Ye or music super music supervision, and then it says Ye. Oh, so he was involved then, or it, you or you could say, well, we only used his music in it, so like. But he didn't supervise it. Yeah, I don't know. That's, I, that's it's a good question because yeah. he his name wasn't in there like producing or anything like that. I bet he was just like, "Fuck it, go ahead and make fucking." So movie I'm always it. so confused because I feel you know it's Kanye, but then it, I when I read it, it looks like Ye. So like, what is is he Ye now? He's or? Ye. It's not Ye. No, it's just Yee. No, okay. he was like he was Kanye, then Yeezy, Yeezus. No, it's just Yee. Okay. It's just Yee. All right, yeah. Also, well, it's like I mean, Prince changed his name a bunch did. too. At least so we can still say something. Yeah, man, that was such a good review. What uh, Thanks, what's dude. your uh, what's your overall uh, Scorzy Boys? Honestly, I highly recommend it. If it was just one, just parts one and two, which wouldn't really be fair to the story. Uh, just parts one and two, I give a solid ten because it's like it's such a good underdog story. The way it's shot, there's no narration or very little. It just keeps moving. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not boring at all. Um, I love watching like just the old school studios in the early 2000s. I moved to Chicago in the early 2000s. So just to see like they're walking around by like Columbia College down yeah. there, like where I went to school, like on Michigan Avenue and stuff. I'm like, oh, dude, that is what it looked like, you know, just even the traffic. And like, so that was kind of cool to me. So it hit kind of close to home for me. I would say a, a 10 for just part one and two because of part three. I didn't enjoy it as much, but you got to kind of watch it. So 8.5 out of 10 backpacks. I gave it backpacks. Yeah, man. Dang. Shout out to you. Nailed it. Wow. 
Yeah, I feel like I just talked a lot there. Well, yeah, but you know what you did? You did it in it a fucking... It was a six-hour fucking... Really, it's a really good way, buddy. Because I will say that that might have been top top three Dave's Docs. Do you have a rating of just the first two Oh, you I, I would agree. Yeah, nine and a half, ten yeah. at least. I Honestly, I thought it, yeah, I thought it was incredible. I, I thought it was going to be more boring, and it wasn't. And I was happy about that. I thought it was going to make me angrier than i than it did yeah. like I, just because i just the just the again just the kanye that i experience these days just makes me so upset most of the time that i was worried it was gonna be that but it was not i mean the complete opposite of and that. the last thing i will say about it too i the thing i noticed was and i think they only touched on it one time in one part of the episode where they're hanging at his place playing playing pool i think that was his place or his studio or something where in in new york Oh, he had a pool yeah, table. I think, yeah, yeah, I think that was probably his apartment. Yeah, which was a fucking nice place. Yeah. But they open up his fridge and there's like no beer in there. There's no like he wasn't a party dude. And you like he didn't he didn't fuck it all up like these typical rock star stories right. where these guys just take it too far and they get into drugs or they start chasing girls around. Like it seemed like he was just always by himself. He was working, yeah. Yeah, just always working. So man, that's he's a one of a kind dude, man. I gotta say. That's a really good way to put it. And uh, what else we got I today? I think let's, in terms of one of a kind things, let's get into some future gear All that right. you can get in the future or right now. I'm jazzed up. We talked about this when we got to start here today. No, you know what? Before I, I didn't even put it on the pod on the notes. Yeah. Because it's such breaking news, but your buddy Hank got a new pedal. Today. I like it, man. Oh, you got, got a fuzzy fuzz. I got a real fuzzy fuzz. It's the, I don't even know what it's called. It's made by warm, the warm audio, warm the foxy foxy fuzz? foxy fuzz. Yeah. Which is a clone of the Fox tone machine. And, uh, friends, I got a heck of a deal on reverb B stock direct from warm audio. And it sounds amazing. Yeah, it really it does. It sounds so good. It's and and it's, it might not be everyone's cup of tea, but boy, what a cup of tea it is. It's it's a little tempest in a teapot for those <laughs> for those tea drinkers out there because it does the 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 tone machine. I mean, first of all, way more doom in there than I thought there was going to be. You can just wrong wrong like chug chords on it. Yeah, but then it does that like crazy high octave buzzy thing too. Yeah, and then it also does like the satisfaction sort of rippy fuzz a little bit. Nailed the satisfaction tone. Yeah, I mean, as somebody who's a Huge You're Rolling Stones fan. I, as soon as I heard it, I was like, "Oh, that's it." We're going. We plugged my old Les Paul Custom straight on in there into the uh, Balthazar yeah. Cabaret 13, and it was just like, just give a little little touch of reverb on it, and um, off to the races. In my opinion, and you know, I, I think I'm a little more surface opinion than than you because you know a little more about the inner workings of it. But I would have to say, as far as the options on it, mm-hmm. had some nice knob, like some you know, you, you can definitely get a lot of tones out Three of it. Three knobs and a switch. I mean, but how many times? A good range. How many times have we seen a fuzz pedal for the same price point that has like one knob on it? And you're like, all right, well, yeah. that's, that's what it does. Oh yeah, because that was. The, it, I mean, even brand new, this what like 150 bucks. Yeah. It's not that expensive, right? So for and it's we didn't even do. We're totally burying the lead on this pedal. Yeah. The whole thing <laughs> is covered in fucking fur. Yep. It's amazing. It sure it's like is. this like orange velvety fur. And I happen to get a B stock one because there's some little imprints on it. And if folks, I think they have more of them. If you're interested in this pedal, I highly recommend it because it's a brand new pedal. It yeah. just has just the, the fuzz on the top, the fuzz on the fuzz. It's pedal. not like a rat fur though. Don't be no, afraid. No, no, no. It's this Very like really cool silky kind of velvet orange crushed velvet thing. Yeah. I, lo- I love that. So and I'm stoked about that because you know what? It's not like it's not the pedal that's going to do everything, but fuzz pedals are fun to just swap in and out yeah. and do different stuff with them i know you were saying that to me you know i'm i, I said i'm loyal to my fuzz god you are you're, so you're uh, quite which, a loyalist which i thought was a fun pun to throw in there but uh I'm very, if you ever have a signature fuzz pedal we're gonna call it the loyalist the loyalist i like that yeah. man that's cool and then you know but you're right though i could swap it in and out now i will say it is raining out today yeah and the first thing i thought of is that's gonna get dirty when you start stepping on that velvet. Soup's just gross. a little downside 
that's you're right, dude. hundred percent. That thing is going to get, but you know, uh, as, as someone that's not, I'm just going to not be stomping on that much. Cause I'm, I throw it in my loop switcher. Yep. So like I swip yeah. use another thing to switch it. And, uh, you know what, but maybe it'll get, maybe it'll look cool. Maybe it'll look cool. Maybe yeah. it'll, maybe it's like a nice little relic situation yeah. on your board. It's honestly, it's, it's a great looking pedal. It sounds, it's a beautiful fucking pedal. phenomenal. I can't wait to hear bass on it. Cause it's got that switch. Where it uh, it's got like a high pass filter or it's, something like that. Well, it's so the, when when it's in the switch down, it's just like a regular old fuzz pedal, which has a bunch of bass in it that yeah. you can dial in. And then when you switch it up, it adds a high octave. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, so it's got a little transformer yeah. in there, <clears throat> and those are soups. I mean, honestly, man, for a hundred bucks for the B stock, I think I'm gonna go for it, man. I, if you want, I mean, I'm not right now, but yeah. if you want to try it on base, you can take it like next week. Or oh something. wow, take, maybe I'll take it on the base. Maybe I'll take you up on and that. then decide if you want to buy it. All right friends that's that we love warm audio stuff around here yeah uh, we, we were kind of we're kind of standing Shot at their folks. studio out last we week. you know it's funny we have so many friends in this music industry and and like cool big amazing companies but like we talk about warm audio all the time and we've never yeah. actually met anybody from there it's so yeah. weird well let's let's uh, we'll let's change that come say i hi. mean we always tag them in this stuff what's up guys hey guys say hi all right uh we, let's speaking of people that we love gibson we talked about this earlier today okay. Dave released a new guitar today. yeah so by the way the internet's ablaze on this <laughs> thing right now and i think i think people really like it i don't feel the same way uh, do you really i think people fucking hate it uh i only saw it posted once on ugly guitars but i've seen a lot of other posts on it from like separate guitar things and i'm sure some of its promotion and stuff but all right hold on before we before we shat upon shit upon it sure. or, or not uh let's just talk about it a little bit yeah. on march 18th 1957 gibson's then president ted mccarty drew a new guitar he was just sitting in a meeting drew a guitar, new guitar 70 years later some dude from gibson was looking around some file cabinets and stuff and was like what's this this that we're talking about friends is the gibson theodore a brand new shape and model from gibson guitars in their new archive collection that came out today the day of this recording which will be released four days from now this p90 equipped double cutaway comes from the custom shop so that means it's going to be some bucks yep. if we're going to talk about that and is limited to 318 units in com- commemoration of march 18th we could see it become a whole new platform with different pickup and control options mm. uh let's see here what do you think design it's it's got a head it's got a gibson explorer headstock which that is interesting to me because this is 1957 yeah the explorer didn't come out until 1958 you're right so this is the first instance kind of, the, of him doing the hockey headstock and i do i do like the to see the explorer headstock on guitars sometimes just because you get so used to seeing the, the standard you know gibson mm-hmm. headstock. i agree so it's kind of cool to be like oh you know it, it the guitar i don't think would look as good with the gibson headstock so actually. yeah specs whatever it's got headstock. p90s it's got some mahogany and some rosewood yeah whatever dave yeah do you like how it looks i'm glad it was invented in the 50s like the layout of it like the design it looks very 50s the fins to me they're like little kind of shark fins that kind of nub out to the side has kind of a fishy look to it Kind of it's got like fishy fins it. and a kind of a bulbous oh my round god body. you're right it does have a little very aquatic body. looking uh <laughs> good thing they didn't release it in blue yeah but which is funny because you think of the 50s you think of you know 50s cars all had like fins. yeah they're all and, kind of like naturally finishes mm-hmm. right they're like the different stains and whatnot yeah they I are i don't think they finishes. painted them no. maybe a burst and it has and it's like because I, I think it's a two-piece or maybe a three-piece with a sandwich little little nut, like the, a strip in the middle of wood the neck seam going down the middle and the, even on the body there's a little yeah, little seam, yeah. i like that i think yeah. that actually kind of yeah i gotta up. be honest when i saw it i i kind of thought it was a joke i just think i 
I, you know, it's I watched some videos. It sounds good. It's yeah. a Gibson with P90s, yeah. you know, but like aesthetically, I think it's one of the ugliest fucking things I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, I'm not I'm not going to disagree with that. Um, I think they're you know, what's cool. You know, I like it more. I saw the original drawing. Somebody posted yeah, that. Yeah. And that was kind of cool just to see the drawings that. really cool to see. Again, it was just like a sketch in this and they meeting. stuck to the like they didn't try to like change it. No. You know? Well and and and, it, and it's very clear to me in his original design, he was intending to do something Spartan and in and cheap. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And and they stuck with that, but they made it in the custom shop. And do you know how much it cost, Dave? Uh twenty thousand dollars or something. No, they're five K. Yeah, I thought I thought I read five K somewhere. And they're, they're not, I mean I didn't in, know they in were design, stuff. they're they're like essentially a, a junior special. Right. Or a junior I'm sorry. Les they're Paul like special. A, a Les Paul special. Right, because the two P nineties, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Um it's kind of funny, man, because I mentioned to you, I was like, you know, I feel like if Epiphone made it, then I might like it more. But then I was like, no, I might like it less. Yeah, actually. I think you'd like it less too. Um I, I'm not gonna buy one. Uh, it might be cool to see one in action. Yeah, I saw Nathaniel playing it on oh, the did he Sammy play one? thing. I saw the our boy John Bollinger okay. playing one on Premier guitar. So like I've seen some. If I see some of my favorite it guitar sounds players, good. Playing it, that's it. the thing. It's a it's a Gibson sure, or P90s. Yeah, yeah, you know. But it's not? I just yeah, yeah. It just looks like a turd. It's got so. a lot going on. All right. Well, I'm glad we. I'm glad you're you're the nice one. Usually I'm. I feel like I'm a little well, bit more pra- pragmatic. A diplomatic guy here, but I feel like this time I just felt like taking a dump on it because I don't, I don't, I don't like it. I, <laughs> hey man, I'll be honest, I don't like you it. You got to be real, and no, I, I wouldn't buy. Like I would not buy. No. no, I tried to buy a freaking EB two today. You almost did. He, I, I sent another. Tossed a ball. I, I, I sent another counter. You did. I did. You didn't tell me that. No, I waited until later in the day. I was like, fuck it. And then he just was like, no. I don't know. I haven't checked yet. <laughs> you might be like, you got it. No, because I. Well, it was His, I offered. What I I went to thirteen fifty. He was asking like eighteen. He said. Yes, yeah, so eighteen fifty. Then I said thirteen fifty. Then he said eighteen or seventeen ninety nine, and then I said fourteen. Yeah, and then I haven't heard back yet. Yeah, I have a feeling that's going to be if too, we can too far dude, apart. I, even if it was like sixteen hundred, I'll do it. But the problem is that I looked at his his page, and he's got a lot of fucking dope guitars. Like, so he 50, knows what these fenders and Gibson's. yeah, he's not just going to like give this one. No, away. I don't think so. Well, and for the people, uh, it's a yeah, it's a sixty sixty eight stained black EB two bass. Yes, which we Hall, don't know. Semi hollow body. I, I I can't say I've seen stained black as an original. I've never seen form, one in person, so I don't know if it was natural and then they they stained it. Mm-hmm. But uh, it looked pretty fucking looks, cool to me. It looks pretty. Dope. And I mean, when you do look at original ones or even ones with like neck breaks, they are in the twenty five mm-hmm. to three thousand range. Originals are like six grand now, which is insane That's, to me. Nah, because like I'm just like, dude, it's. It's just not going to sound like as good as a P bass. So oh. for me, it's more of like a novelty. Than yeah, I want a short scale, and yeah, and I love Gibsons. Yeah, you know what else I love, Dave? What's that? Katanas or katanas? If you're Fender katanas, Boss katanas. But you're right; they do oh, also the, make them. The amp. Uh, so the amp. Yeah. Did you know that Boss has released their first bass katana? No, I did not. Yeah. So since they released in 2016, those have been the, their like, modeling amp. The, correct. Yeah, they're a solid state modeling amp that. When they came out, absolutely obliterated that section of the market. They were that good. They just they sound awesome. They've got effects built in. They're super efficient. For the first time, they will now be available to bases. There are two options, a 60-watt Katana 110 and a 160-watt Katana 210 uh, featuring built-in compressor limiter, drive channel, along with an extensive bass effects library. Hmm. Like the rest of the series, they can be plugged in to freaking PAs. Yeah, that's nice. That's Straight in XLR or what else do they have, Dave? What is the thing that now everything has in it? Oh, uh, what a MIDI? 
keep going on that track. Oh, a USB. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. I was like MIDI. That's been around since the seventies. But all right, yeah. You know what I mean. uh, so, dude, I'm actually. I've got to say, I obviously I haven't seen or played one yet, but um, it's a good idea. I can't wait. I, I kind of really want to plug into one because I like they're uh, those guitar amps are freaking awesome. What'd you say the speakers were? They have a they two ten. They've got a one ten version, which is sixty watt, and they've got a two ten, which is one hundred and sixty watt. See, I and man, I I do this thing. Just because I've been playing playing with bass for so long, 160 solid state watts might not be enough oh, for your not. practice space. No, no, no. That it's their practice amps. Right. They're, they're home. But then you think the amps. 210. I mean, that you know, my 210 That's, can handle. Yeah. The, uh, the so theoretically, watt. you could probably. Yes. Yeah. See, I don't know. You might be able to plug that into like an extension cabinet and then be big and loud enough in a room, but in like that. But 210, you could that the 160 watt bass amp you could get away with in like a smaller yeah. combo, but not like in a loud rock band. And you know another application that would be good, although you wouldn't need the modeling, would be like for a keyboard amp would probably be a really good idea too. Because oh, bro, yeah, one of the the band one of the openers that I saw for Gramps the Vamp, yeah. don't have any idea what they were called. Their bass player who was very good, they looked young, but he was very good. Played a five string, cool. And half the songs he played five string, half the songs he played through his bass amp, a little a bass synth. And it nice. was sick. Oh, I'm so jelly. It was of those guys. so sick. And he was good. It yeah. was, I was I was very impressed. I'm so jelly, yeah. you guys, who can do that. Uh, awesome. And and you're right, dude. That for this application, I'm sure this would be Especially sick. if you can run it out to the PA and yeah. then you just got your I, man, I didn't see prices, but I know it's gonna be cheap as shit. So that's that's the, the main selling point. I actually come to think of it, no, though, now that I think about it, that would be a really good stage gigging amp. For a bass player, either. yeah. If you, you can especially go, like a cover band, you got thing? your monitor, and then you've got the uh, the PA. Yep. You know that'll always hook you up. So maybe throw a little in ears in the mix. Yeah, great. Boom! Check them out. Uh, one more piece of new gear. Actually, I'm sorry. Two more pieces of new gear. Really quick. This one's fast. Neural DSP, who have been killing the game with modeling both in hardware and software recently, came out with a plugin uh, this week. Which I, I don't always announce plugins, but I have to announce this one because it's of when I worked at Chicago Music Exchange. I had two favorite amplifiers. Mm -hmm. Number two, I now own, which is the Balthazar Film Noir 50. Number one was the Tone King Imperial Mark II. And that has now been modeled by Neural as a plugin. Uh, You can get a 14 day trial for free, 99 bucks. And it sounds. I mean, you've have you tried it? I ha- I downloaded. I haven't gotten the chance to try it, but I've watched all the videos. And my God, I feel like. You know, and it is funny too when you say something is your favorite. You have an idea of how you want it to sound in your head. Oh, right? I know exactly, dude. That was the amp. So you'll know right away if I wanted to sell a guitar to like some, you know, Buy an amp. A, a, a blues dad that had yeah. the money. I made sure that they plugged into the Tone King Imperial yeah. Mark II because it just sound everything sounds good in that amp. And they're handsome amps. Too. They're gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, it's like a piece of art. There's so many different liveries too yeah. with it with the different colors it. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so man, I've got to be honest. I don't I can't need wait more to amps, the- but I want to get this freaking plug in and then i might get, us get the a freaking imperial mark II myself a little mini review next week to see if it sounds just oh, yeah. as good you i'll know, definitely follow up because the, i can't wait to to play it into it and check it out because man it's an iconic sound yeah. and it's 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 it sounds like things you've heard before if you've never played one but it's also definitely its own thing so so if, if you really it loved it could you load that onto the kemper then would would that be would it work that way mm, that's a really good question i don't think that i don't know how that if anybody's tackled modeling or profiling a plug-in amp from a computer. Yet. Gotcha. That's wow. That's a good question. I don't know. I mean, I'm just setting dude, the bar higher and higher. You just fucking blew my brains it's out. A little later today, you know. Wowzers. Uh, two more things gear-wise. Now we're going to talk to the main subject real fast. Fender released new stuff too. Oh, did you see the new parallel universe uh, meteoras? <laughs> yeah. What do you think, bud? Uh, 
you know, they're cool. Uh, so I'm, those who haven't seen, there's a new guitar and a new bass. Well, the Meteor has been out in, yeah. in, in, in and out of the parallel universe thing for a while, but there's now the new bass, right. which, which is active, and it has their Shh. brand new- Fucking better be. Fireball bass humbuckers. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I haven't so heard what them. Do you, what do you? Yeah, I haven't heard them either. What do you think? Just pure, pure vibes. Uh, uh, vibes aesthetics. from looking at it, I was like, it's very triangular kind of looking, right? Or it's like a trapezoid shape or something. Yeah, yeah. Remember, you know what it kind of reminds me? Of? Remember that weird PV? Uh, it was like a a slide, like a, a lap steel slide type thing, but you strapped it on. It was yeah. called like the power slide or sure, something man. like that. Yeah, I think it kind of, it kind of, it kind of yeah. reminds me of that. It's a got some, bit. it's got some like eighties vibes to power it slide for me, you know, like, um, yeah, but you know what? I will say they're, they're, I mean, they're obviously the player plus. So those are made in Mexico. 1150. That's not, they could have been more expensive. Yeah. I would think for that kind of thing. I yeah. don't know. I mean, well, you know, we're getting into that, that territory where like, cause they're made in Mexico. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. assuming. So, you know anything that's like you know nine ninety nine is kind of their their price range in Mexico. You start to get that eleven, twelve, thirteen hundred dollars range. You start to look at some used options. You start to look at you know what's more more bang for your buck. Yeah. Um, I will say you know what you're talking about. I will say they're cool fucking guitars. I want to play one. Um, you know it's it's probably not for me. I Parallel Universe kind of fuck with my head a little bit. We've <laughs> talked about it. They, <laughs> they just do. they just do something. I've looked at so many classic guitars that they just look like I can't. Like they do like a triple pickup jazz bass, right, something. and I'm yeah. just like it just fucks with me, you know. That's funny. Uh, did you see that reminds me? I appreciate you see that, it, that one. Oh, I can't remember what brand it is, but there's that triple jazz pickup silver bass at CME. Yeah, where like the whole thing neck and everything. What is? Do you know what I'm talking yeah. about? What is that? Is it a PV? No, it's a, some. I don't know. It was. I they I they posted it on their reverb recently, and or I'm sorry, on their, reverb, on their Instagram, and it was a brand name that I didn't know, and I was like, it's like. Salinger or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I don't fucking know. But that I know thing what you're is, talking but about. But it's got no, the three it like, single jazz pickups. Yeah. And at first you're like, oh, that's cool. And then you're like, well, I don't know. I don't like don't the, know. It's like the more you look at it, the it's more like you I'm, start I'm to hate not, it. I'm not joining Orgy in 2003. You could. Or the point of, I think Orgy might have been like 1999. Fucking Orgy. I forgot about that. Man. All right, dude. Can we talk about tubes? Yeah, there's a big there's big tube news going on, dude. There's a big tube there's big tube news. We gotta talk and about and we kind of called this a few weeks ago. We kind of definitely called this a few weeks ago. Thanks for saying that because yeah. I, I was thinking it. I give credit where credit is due. And here's the deal, friends. If you use tube amps, you probably you you probably know what's up. Uh, recently, uh, last week, in fact, Russia banned the export of many products, including vacuum tubes. And guess what, us guitarists ding dongs are the only ones still using those things yeah, really so uh in fact mike matthews himself who we talk about all the time on the show e- ehx great yeah. friends of ours uh he announced that no new shipments would be coming from his new new sensor factory it wow. set off a fucking wave of purchase on reverb oh my god uh, dude uh, I, what, and, like, and everywhere else what percentage i mean have they gone up? i haven't seen a percentage yet but it has to be you can't double the, the money, thing you least. can't find or more you can't find what you were trying to find like two weeks ago and uh now that leaves new sensor out for at least the rest of the year jj is pretty much the only option we have for new tubes because right. they're in slovakia there are some chinese tubes like i know tad still has a thing going on which there. come with a lot more amps than we kind of realize 100 percent they yeah. do and and in fact supposedly they're increasing in quality quite a bit and there's supposed to be this brand new factory that's coming out hmm. uh, 
or that should be that's coming out a brand new factory that's under construction right now that's going to start putting tubes out soon interesting well because we were saying we like nobody really manufactures them in america no nope, sure don't so here this is the thing. so weird i decided to do a little research and go to the message boards and find out some ways if you have tube amps how can we how can we preserve the life of the tubes that we have right now in the best way possible great you know what man I came up with some stuff. Let's, let's hear talk it. through it. Yeah. First of all, let's talk about what actually why you should replace your tubes to begin with. I think some I think people I I gen, from what I've seen, I think too many I think people replace their tubes too often. Well, so you sent me this kind of whole thing kicked off earlier this week mm-hmm. where you sent me an article from yep. the gear page or whatever. That's right. And they were like People, I and I didn't know this because my guitar playing friends. I know some people who might experiment with tubes, right. but I didn't realize people do it like it's like a haircut. Like every two weeks, they're just like, "Oh, I'm changing my it tubes." Was, it fucking blew my mind. <laughs> yeah, I could not believe it. Yeah. So, in my opinion, replace the tubes if it breaks. Yeah. So, like, if your amp stops working, or if it's been running for so long and and you're a fucking touring. ACDC band member and just rocking the shadows every you're, night. If you're if you can like, hear that, if you can hear like the tone isn't, mm-hmm. and you've been pushing them super hard, and you're playing four nights a week, or then something okay, yeah. maybe right, okay, right. sure, I agree. But like, that's not the majority of people though. If you're if you're just turning your amp on and off like uh, maybe every day or, but even you know, even if not even like once a week or something. Yeah, dude, I, dude, I have I have original that. That Gibson, that '60s Gibson back there, yeah, that yeah. amp that has original tubes in it, man. Yeah. Like I have, I have old amps that still have vintage tubes. Like you don't, you don't have to. Change well, and the whole idea of the tubes, the vintage ones especially, were that they were supposed to be used on like a battlefield, right? So they were built essentially for uh, radios on a battlefield. That's right. And they were like these have to not Survive. break ever. No spec. And from what I understand. Those are coveted because people are like, no, these just never fucking die. Exactly. And and I found I was actually trying to find I couldn't find any sort of specific about like if there's a record or anything like that. <laughs> the oldest tube. Right. But I've I, I've seen from reputable sources say run of the mill, like just solve tech, you know, yeah. cheap tubes run for 20,000 hours. Right. Without not only not breaking without even sonic measurable sonic degradation. So that. Guitar amps can be pretty hard on tubes, let's be honest. Like, especially yeah. if you don't have it set up correctly, whatever. That's true. So let's talk about okay, you've got tube tubes in your amp, you're happy with them. How can we sort of preserve these mm-hmm. things? Uh, we can talk about tube life. There are several factors that actually make them wear faster. So there's hours of use, number of times turned off and on, mm. bias, so that's how hot or cold you have it set, sure. voltage, and then heat within the actual amp itself. Uh, I've seen Again, I've seen so many different opinions, but like some people say power tubes. So, okay, so let's say that as well, sort of state the obvious. Power tubes often are the things you're going to have to replace more frequently than the preamp tubes. Right. They're getting worked harder, that they're generating a ton of power. It's it's just it's just part of the deal. Uh, some people say for under like super heavy use, you can get away with like a year or two on power tubes. or um, and, and that's including being biased at a high rate high level which we'll talk about a little bit um and then preamp tubes again being rocked hard for like five to ten years Mm -hmm. so like there's a chance that you could just use the same preamp tubes forever right uh so anyways let me also say right here right now don't throw tubes away because sometimes 
it might not sound good in like that particular circuit it in that particular position. Tube. Yeah. But then you like try it in something else some somewhere later, and I've had this happen, and it just like it works. Yeah. And and it maybe it's the position of that or whatever it is. Tubes are weird things that have ghosts living inside them. I'm convinced. So yeah, gremlins. Don't throw them away. Can you mix and match your tubes? Okay, so preamp tubes, hundred percent. Cool. Power tubes, always recommend sticking with a match properly matched by a set okay. of tubes. Um, so okay, how can you, how can we conserve tube life? And let's just say let's just say we're not gonna we're not gonna reduce playing time. Like yeah, what wh- you know what's the point of having them if you're not gonna use? How them? much are we playing twice a week? Let's say or something. whatever right? it is, it doesn't matter. We're not, but like let's we'll talk. We're, how can we? Still play the same amount, conserve tube, conserve tube okay. life. If you're playing multiple times per day, I've seen a few different places, uh, a few different sources, reputable sources state, leave the amp on and just use, but turn the standby off. Turning the, one of the things that kills tubes is just the turning, the act, hitting it with voltage, turning it on and off. Okay. If you're going to be playing multiple times throughout the day, rather than turning the amp on and off, just throw it on standby for a bit. Now, didn't we talk about standby though, and that it's not actually real? Well, standby, standby is not real for most amps is a way to warm up the amp. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Kind of like how modern cars, you don't need to warm up but anymore it is good for the for, engine. For if you have to like leave it on or something. But it will, it will stop running voltage to the, to the gotcha. power tubes, okay. which is, which is good there um let's see uh we talked about bias before adjust the bias a little bit bias a little bit cooler so bias basically run when you run it hotter you get you can get to a distorted sound earlier which is often a thing that we guitar players want sure with a tube amp because oftentimes you can't turn them up super loud and tubes like to be that's the turned point. up loud and yeah. that's how they do the thing so you can often bias the amp hotter yeah. and get to that effect earlier which puts more stress on the tubes and then especially once you then do turn it up then it puts even more stress on okay. them so you can if you don't know how to bias yourself i think many folks listening to this do or would feel comfortable figuring it out uh if you do that yourself you can do a little colder or just take it to a tech and they can definitely do that for you uh another thing that a lot of people say is use some sort of uh like a power soak you know like uh like i like the universal audio aux there's i mean so many different power attenuators things out there so you can run that power attenuator put a little bit less stress on the tubes themselves uh, that way that's um that's gonna save you some is that a pretty standard thing because i feel like i don't see that very often uh i mean i think a lot of people do run power attenuators and power soaks on their amps for sure especially like if you're running a 100 watt marshall good luck does that just go into your pedal board then or how where is that the power soak goes in between the amp in the cabinet okay and it essentially takes the signal coming from the amp and then changes it and however you want to change it usually making it quite effectively quieter lowering the wattage oh that sounds like a great thing to have there are, yeah yeah I've, I've owned a number of them throughout the years the most of them have an effect on the tone uh but sure. i really like the newer ones from like i said universal audio and then also the boss waza tube expander i think it's called hmm. uh that one also sounded really good um so definitely would recommend those uh also um consider if you if you're i mean this might be this might be blasphemy right here so okay i'm not necessarily recommending this but this is a possibility this is the for place people. to do it man Let it uh, out. you can use either use an amp or mod your amp to have a post power inverter master volume mm. and that will also 
you won't have to drive them as hard to get a louder. You can, sound. you can. What you can do is run the pre, hit the preamp tubes a little bit harder. Which than the was power a tubes. popular mod for a lot of amps. At, I, at I have, I have it on Your my basement. basement right? yeah. You know, um, there are many, many. Well, that no. So that amp already had a, a master volume on it. The the master volume section was modded, but mm. the, it already had a, a master sure. volume. Um, even even just lowering a little will reduce your tube wear that's just how it works did they talk at all about touching the tubes with your fingers you know i, I don't know I if that's a wise recommend tale. you ever should do that because they're hot and glass well yeah but i i mean more of like the uh you know like light bulbs you're not supposed to touch certain light bulbs with like the oil on your fingers Can no i've never heard this fuck them up yeah it's like i don't know if it's a wives tale i should probably ask my wife in general in lighting but yeah right i don't i don't know if that's, i would say just try not to touch them if you don't have to yeah or i mean like you know if you want to pull it out reseed it a little bit yeah, yeah i know that like you know people will will use, use a cloth like, yeah exactly yeah. but um Wouldn't I don't know. That's interesting. I I have not come across anything about that at all. Actually, Hmm. I've I did also see. And speaking of the like, we're talking about the power attenuator, or even well, we're talking about power attenuators. There's also Variax, which will you can change the voltage, and Mm -hmm. that's like Eddie Van Halen used it to get the brown sound. There's the brown box. We met them at Nam. There's all different things that do this. Um, I've read that. So while some people will lower the voltage, and supposedly that will actually. preserve your power tubes um there is i've read that there's a certain voltage that at a certain point going too low will actually not get sent enough current uh to the heaters and then that will hurt the tube tubes under usage as well hmm. so there is a certain level where you can go too far with it essentially sure um uh, you know experiment at your own peril um and then here's another one this might be this might be kind of this might honestly i might feel i kind of feel a little guilty even saying this one out loud consider just consider folks just turn your amp down a little bit what and then for the overdrivey boys use an overdrive pedal well there's that you know you like can't you could, replace the tube tone bro i i i would honestly i would never take that you're that guy but yeah right you know how you've played with me you oh know how dude loud i mean I like to well be. it's like we crank the gain you know on the bothy or something oh and it's man like, forget it dude so again i don't know if i really am going to stand by that but one you but you could it, that is a possibility for you if you're concerned and, and 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 here's here's I guess one thing I want to say. Keep in mind, like not one of these things in it in a vacuum is going to change the longevity right. longevity. Maybe ideas. a little bit, yeah. but if you do like a handful of these things, maybe sure. together, I do think it's possible to maybe prolong the life of your tubes. Yeah, I also just I. I get that we're sort of jumping on the like viral bandwagon nature of this this set like everyone's talking about tubes right now. Well, I don't really think it's going to be a long term problem necessarily. Yeah. Like I think we're going to hopefully get this sorted out sooner. Maybe that's why optimistic. I but. don't know if you know much about this, but why is it that like we don't have any U.S. tube makers? Because nobody fucking uses them. Because we invented the semiconductor. They're only for guitars. But I mean, we've got people who make tone tubes. Silicon fucking. You know, people make specific things. You have a guy who makes so knobs. The for reason, pedals. the real reason, is that it's also extremely dangerous and caustic. Ah. It's 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 bad for the environment and it's very dangerous to. I mean, you're you know doing weird stuff, sealing gases inside glass and shit. It's right. a, it's like a pretty you know when it was still dope to dump fucking chromium into the river yeah. like that was, that was a cool thing cool. To do. But like yeah. now we don't do that shit anymore. Right. So yeah, in fact, I've seen other people even talking about that, and it's just like it's. It's just so interesting. It would be prohibitively expensive. It's just so interesting to me. I'm thinking like way outside the box that nobody's come up with like a better tube. Dude, yeah. well, we talked about Korg's new tube. I've got that, the I've got a pedal with it in there right there. Right. The, like the miniaturized tube. Right. I don't know if it's actually as good or not, but it's I've got it and it sounds like that pedal sounds good. I like it. 
So uh, let's just summarize this up. You know what? Um, I'm just going to say this. If you're playing a lot, don't turn the amp on and off all the time. I feel like that's like yeah. a really good thing to do. Uh, consider biasing your amp cooler. Like that's a real thing that you could do. And yeah. again, that's unfortunately going to make your amp overdrive a little less, but perhaps that will, if this is what you're trying to do, that'll help. Um, you know, you could do the lower wall voltage thing. We talked about the Variac. Oh, I didn't mention this before. This might be like the craziest one, but I think if you've got something like, well, I, most of these amps have them already, but if you've got like a really, you know, uh, a, an SVT or like a Mesa 400 plus that has like a shitload of tubes in there, yeah. maybe consider running a little small fan okay. on the back of them to, yeah. to keep, to let them run a little bit cooler if they, if you, if they get excessively hot. Yeah. If they don't have the internal fan. Um, actually, you know, what's funny SVT you mentioned, I think it's SVT. I know the Eden 300 has it. It's uh, they have an auto biasing. So it actually, mm -hmm. I don't know if it doesn't function, but a light comes on if it's not biased yeah. properly, which that's really cool. That's handy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there, yeah. There's like little per some amps like even Mesa's, I think will have that. There's like per tube, little LEDs. Mm -hmm. be like this is, this yeah. one's whatever. Cool. Um, but I don't know. I've seen a lot of different stuff on the internet about this, but some people based, I think I would, I would say based on what I've seen, if you do all of these things and you're pretty strict about it, you could probably double your tube life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I mean, and I, I, again, I get, I know, I know people claim that like if they switch the, the JJ's out for like, mm -hmm. you know, the EL84s or something, then you're kind of like, it's going to change the tones. It, you know, it does, but or at least just keep... I think it, it more in, in a lot of ways it changes feel and that can be what, what people are, are hearing. Yeah. Like your the tone isn't that much different, but like it feels different to play perhaps. Yeah. I don't know. And I'll also say this, man, like every, I guess with everything in this podcast, really like your results may vary. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, you know, I, I, I there's no, I, I, I channel, if anybody disagrees with anything I've said, I would love to hear it. But yeah, I mean, I, it seemed everything that, that I f deemed worthy. Cause yeah, like you said, you know, you're asking about touching tubes, like other, there are many weird, weird yeah. things that I would not never in a million years mention other people that I've seen recommended out there. You gotta but, spray this stuff on it or yeah, whatever. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like or throw shit fucking like weird that. foam shit. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, no, definitely not. But this, all of this to me, even in my like sort of goofy gear bud brain, uh, I would say it all feels kind of reasonable. I think it's reasonable and I think it's also one of those things it's like I think there's stuff to fuck with but like don't forget like why you're doing it in the first place just go out there and make some music you know that kind of thing well said wow <laughs> you're you almost stole my thunder there because I, I didn't mean to I just know. came out man well, that's all right because I'm just gonna say it again I'm gonna steal your thunder all because right. if you made it this far and we're thankful if you did we're super thankful mm -hmm. that you're here with us but if you made it this far go make some music that's so funny that just came out I was like <laughs> oh no I just stole <laughs>